0: The Create Well podcast is recorded on the ancestral lands of the Tongva people. Please rate and review our podcast. Every bit helps.
1: They said if I want to make
0: it, gotta starve and stress and sell. But if I'm gonna be an artist, well, I want to create well. Yeah, you gotta create well. Welcome to the Create Well podcast, where we explore the intersection of creativity, wellness, and entrepreneurship. I'm Ray Zaragoza, singer, songwriter, composer, roller skater, lover of the holiday season, <laughs> which I have declared it is. And you can find my work on IG at, at Ray Zaragoza.
2: And I'm Erica Elon. I'm a painter. I'm not a lover of the holiday I season, know. as everyone knows. <laughs> and um, I work with small businesses. And Ooh. you can find my work on IG at, at @Erica Elon. This week, we're talking with one of my heroes, Carrie Faraday, Yay. Um, about presents.
1: Yay!
0: Okay, okay, Bronx is here. He's so cute. He's
2: literally curled up and raised arms like a baby, like a little baby cradled. Um, my dog would never. Oh my
0: gosh, <laughs> little Bronxy. How's Bear Super doing?
2: Super cute. Oh, she's so good. She's so wild and like living her dream constantly. Oh. Obsessed with her ball. Ah, oh. she's turned one. November third. Yep. She and her sister had little doggy cakes that they stood there and ate and we're like, why is everyone? Yeah. So her, her sister comes to work with her. Um, her sister is one of my coworkers puppies. and, um, we brought two cakes and we put them in front of them and then, our whole team stood around them in a circle because we're just obsessed with them and watched them eat them for like five minutes. And I think they were like, what is going on? Why is our life so good and weird?
0: (laughs) Like the whole, like the smash cake thing is so real and it's Mm -hmm. so wonderful. Like I was literally on a zoom with like, 30 people once, and we watched a baby oh eat a cake. God. Like that was the, It was like a smash cake zoom. Like I get it. Like yes. I will stand in the circle and watch a puppy, a little baby, like a grown human, just like smash a cake and eat it. Like this is so exciting. It, it was
2: really exciting, and because there's two of them, there's like, oh my gosh, she's eating faster than the. Oh my gosh, look at she's looking at her cake. Like oh my gosh, there's so much to just oh obsess over. It's a mess. I I, I, it. I wasn't like an obsessive dog person before, and I kind of yeah. like. Little low key judged people about it, and now here I am. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Yeah, now I'm like (laughs) the dog mom who like talks to their dog as if they're a human. Like (laughs) my boyfriend's always telling me that I'm giving my dog human qualities oh my god he's like he's like I think I'm I'm always like what do you think Bronx is thinking about right now and he's like Bronx is not a human (laughs) I'm like but he must be thinking about me
2: he must be thinking about me Um, oh my gosh so how are you What we haven't like seen each other in forever I know but okay I did get to see you play live for the first time which you all I mean I could sit here and rave about Ray and we won't do that for a long time but (laughs) it was it was incredible and it's so different and I know all artists can relate to this it's so different being able to encounter mm. your work in person, in a space, with other people. Yeah. I was so grateful. I got to meet your parents and see all your marriage oh and your friends. Yes. And, but you're you're just such a presence. And um, yeah, experiencing your music live was such a gift. So thank you. Oh, and that's perfect. We're, well, today we're going to talk about presents. Oh, yes. Um,
0: Not, presents like, not holidays, presents like the holidays, but presents that's like That's next week's episode. Presents. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, oh. But, yeah, I think, like, just being able to be present live Mm -hmm. and perform live was, um, a really incredible experience on tour. Touring was not easy. It was, Mm. it was hard, especially, you know, living on a tour bus for, for two and a half weeks, um, with, you know, new people who all were amazing people, um,
2: That sounds so stressful to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, after having... As an introvert. (laughs) Yeah, like, like after not really socializing for, like, almost two years. I hadn't gone on a a tour like this in Mm. two years. Um, It was a lot. I think it was a lot on my mental health. Mm. um, And, you know, I have anxiety. I've had, like, probably my worst anxious weeks in like the no. past like not really during the tour it was after um hmm. and i've had like a really anxious couple of weeks and you know like in ayurveda like right now like the fall like this time is like vata season so like this is mm. always my most difficult time mentally um with anxiety i always in the fall i have a lot of anxiety but yeah i've been struggling i i'm like I've been, like, really foggy. I just feel Mm -hmm. like everything has been affecting me very, very um, intensely. Like, little things that would normally, like, hardly trigger me or I'd just be like, oh, whatever, like, are are spiraling into huge things. Yeah. And it's tough. And I think, like, you know, talking about presence is so important because – presence and meditation and really focusing on myself and in, in the actual moment is what takes me out of it
1: mm-hmm.
0: um but you know like with anxiety it's like you're constantly living like three steps ahead like you could literally like presence is so hard
1: mm-hmm. um
0: and so yeah so like, that's kind of like been where I've been at and I feel like it's important to talk about because like yo like we all have our shit and um and so yeah so I'm really trying to work on presence for myself and really be present with every emotion and just experience it and not judge it and like if I need to break down and have a meltdown like just let it happen and let it pass and Mm. not get too tied to my stories or get too tied to my projections or like um you know not get too tied to like all of the things happening around me and like all the stories I create into why they're Mm. happening or what's happening or like get too lost in my brain and really just like breathe and be present with like Every moment, the little things. And yeah, so Bronx helps me stay present because he's like the most
2: present little dog ever. He really is. Just enjoying every moment. He lives for the moment. (laughs) He really (laughs) does. So what are you doing now that you're like back in Long Beach, a little more settled into the season? What Um, are some of the things you're prioritizing?
0: Well, what I wasn't doing for the past month that really helps me is like Journaling every morning and meditating mm. every morning, mm-hmm. which is really hard when you live on a tour bus. Yeah. <gasps> um. And so doing that. Um. Also, roller skating is like one of those things where like I feel so present when I'm on my skates. Love it. And um, and also just um being kind to myself and not trying to, um, not trying to be like so hard on myself. Like you know, this month it's Native American Heritage Month, which is mm-hmm. so amazing. We love it and. I really, like, it's the kind of month where I feel like I need to scramble and make sure that I'm uplifting, mm. like, my fellow artists and I'm doing everything I can to, mm. like, make sure that I'm being, like, a good, like, <laughs> indigenous artist, like, human, like, someone who's, like, making sure that I'm showing up as much as I can for my community this month. But that's also a lot of pressure, so I'm trying to just be kind to myself and just do everything I can without, like... Judging myself if I can't do everything. Mm. But yeah, shout out Native American Heritage Month.
2: Yeah, and hopefully in the future it's less like stressful on you yeah. and more like you feel celebrated, paid, yeah. supported. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal. Oh We're really far from that. But yeah. you know, all these brands that are like suddenly, I'm sure, emailing you and like, can I yeah. use your photo for this? And da da. Yeah. I hope in the future, you know that really changes
0: yeah for sure yeah for sure it's inter- it's interesting like some of the requests you get like mm-hmm. that are you yeah
3: aren't aren't
0: great uh, you kind of have to be like i don't know about that but some are great um and so yeah so how does presence how is that like manifesting in your life right now
2: right now right now um all i'm doing is working you're always working <laughs> I know. You are oh, such no. a worker bee. it's really repetitive um no but I I get so and I love work. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, yeah,
0: work is creative. Like you have oh, so exactly. much. Exactly. That's incredibly fulfilling.
2: And at this point, my like rhythm, somewhat similar to you, different reasoning. I've just pushed out all of the other aspects mm. that keep my work life healthy. Yeah. <laughs> like movement and like spiritual practices, yeah. painting. Um and just been really focused and stoked on the work I get to do, which I love so much uplifting other people's artistry. Um, but it's meant that I'm not super present. And at the end of the day, I feel really exhausted Mm. and like I failed at certain things. Mm. And, um, so presence for me is, um, a acknowledging all that. Mm. And then B, I mean, you and I have both talked about, Jumping back into some movement, just mm. kind of restructuring my day, building yeah. some boundaries that I lost over the last couple of weeks just because mm. the holidays like yeah. become all consuming right now. Yeah. But I did take my first stained glass class. So <gasps> I'm excited about that. And I'm like, at least I took one step because <laughs> I have this project I'm planning. So um, that was the first step. I have somebody making like a starting kit for me to get going on that. So that's exciting and like um, a slightly hopeful part of not only doing my day-to-day stuff. Yay.
0: Well, that's great. I mean, you know, we talked to Carrie in this interview about her writing and her, you know, her creative passions outside of Faraday, the clothing Mm. business. Um, And I think that's really cool that, you know, you, you're taking up your stained glass and that's really exciting. Um, I, I I guess this could be like a side thing for me, but it doesn't, it feels very much like, I don't know, it's still music. So it doesn't feel Mm. like a side thing, but I was just in, um, Bucks County, Pennsylvania, doing a writing retreat, um, with Roundabout Theater Company. So I'm like starting to think about and and try to write a musical um. Yeah. <laughs> which is exciting, but also I'm. I think it also interesting with like the anxiety stuff, which is also a- another story I'm building in my mm-hmm. head. But theater in general can be a very triggering place for me because I grew up in theater, mm. and theater was a very a place of for me a feeling judged or my voice yep. isn't good enough or just like childhood like it's like I I you know the. Like I had gymnastics coaches, and then I had like directors Ugh. in the plays I was in as a child, and they <laughs> both were like equally intensely mean. Yep. And so I was interesting because the week was incredible, but I also was like, wow! Like writing for th- like writing for folk music and pop music has always been like my rebellious like get out, and theater was always like where it started as like this very. where my creativity was born but also in a way that was it's almost like going back it's like wow Mm. these are like tender spots in my heart um so it's interesting (laughs) yeah but um i'm trying to think of what kind of side um things i'm doing outside of my music other than you know i really like you should do this with me but i've really been called to like wanting to dance again yeah like right before um the pandemic like, one of the last things we did was, like, go to a dance I know.
2: class. And then we were, like, we're like we, we can't do this into anymore.
0: That. Yeah, we are like, what if we, like... This was, like, you know, March 5th, 2020. Yeah, it was, like, when we're
2: all trying to sort through what yeah, like we what can we do? And, can yeah. we go to the
0: gym anymore? Um, But we went to dance,
2: a dance class, and, like, doing, like,
0: modern <laughs> dance and, like, all of that. Like, I'm, I'm craving that. Yeah. I really am. Yeah. And so... I'm down soon. Do yeah, let's go
2: this week.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I have um, a new place. <clears throat> so yeah, I don't know. Any, so, do
2: we have anything else to say about this interview? I think Carrie brings us such good, uh, resonating things. So we should yeah. just jump. In.
0: Uh, yeah, and I also um, I want to introduce Carrie a little bit. Mm. Um, I'm not reading anything <laughs> because <laughs> I just want to like introduce her from like my experience with her. But um, so Carrie Dockerty, Carrie Faraday. Um, a.k.a. Carrie Faraday. Um, sh- her and her her husband and her husband's brother, they all have a business called Faraday. Um, I met her um, through Brad Corrigan, who's mm-hmm. uh, one of the guys in Dispatch. And uh, he introduced me to her. And then she invited me, like, last minute to do – because, like, someone couldn't do it. So, like, I was invited to go to one of their sun sessions retreats, mm. which is basically, like – a retreat of all these really amazing people mm-hmm. and speakers and performers. I was one of the performers, and you're just in this beautiful. It was I think it was in the Hamptons or something. Dang. And we I learned so much. There were so many just like amazing speakers. Actually, I thought of you because there was someone who was there who is a um, uh, about investing in like environmentally like so. investing investing in things that are like good for the environment. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was an amazing weekend. We did a cold plunge. I sprained my ankle. Yes, um, sad. It was great. Oh my gosh, great. so many emotions. I know so much. So much <laughs> happened. Um, and um, but it was they've just built such an amazing community around their business. Mm-hmm. And so without further ado, yes, this is my interview with Carrie Dockerty, aka Faraday. Hello, Carrie. Welcome to the Create Well Podcast. <laughs> Hi, Ray.
1: Hi.
0: So happy to be here. Uh, I'm so happy that you're here. You have been such a just in terms of like business and creativity. You've just been such a mentor to me, an anchor, an inspiration, and like a someone who's been cheering me on. And I think that that is so huge. For creative entrepreneurs and for independent artists and for DIY um, creative self starters to have people who are, who've been doing their creative business for a while and are successful at it and are cheering you on. And so I just like have to publicly thank you for being that for me. It really means so much. And that's why I'm. I really wanted you to have. I want to have you on the podcast, and I'm so excited about this conversation. Before we jump into it, um, we've already told our listeners a little bit about you, but why don't you introduce yourself from your own words?
3: Okay, I. My name's Carrie Doherty, aka Carrie Faraday. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. You know, if I if I were to give the generic spiel, I would say I'm the founder of Faraday Brand, which is a lifestyle clothing company. Um, yes. I'm a mom. I, we live in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, in my soul, how I really define myself is as a writer, mm-hmm. um, cool. particularly as a poet for a really long time. I didn't think I had the right to say that I was a poet, but really in my soul, I think, you know, poetry, I think when we we identify with things that bring us joy and give us life force. And for me, writing is something that does that. And so I've chosen to claim myself as a writer, even if, um, even if sometimes I don't feel like I'm officially one.
0: Mm, I love that. I think that I very much identify with that. I consider myself a writer. Um, and I think that there are those like creative seeds that we start, out as writers as as youth and i'm not sure like were you someone who journaled a lot as a child
3: totally yes i I was writing my own obituary at eight (laughs) years old
0: (laughs) i hear that is very common a lot of my friends who were who started writing and did a lot of journaling did the same thing and i never did that but i'm like wow it's like it's so the the child imagination is just fascinating to
3: me <laughs> truly and um, it's a way yeah. for us to explore concepts that we're hearing about we're being yeah. exposed to mm-hmm. that we need to digest and internalize yeah. and I didn't know I was doing that when I was eight years old but yeah. that was essentially what I was doing I was I was looking for a voice within to help mm-hmm. guide me yeah I was navigating certain things
0: to help like Digest and to like make sense of the world around you. I think, um, I remember I was reading one of my favorite authors, um, who, you know, who the author of, of Running with Scissors, um, he says that when he was younger, he felt like if he wasn't writing, like there was just no, like if he didn't write about it, it didn't happen, basically. Mm. And I always really identified with that. And I've always identified as being a, like HSB like highly sensitive person and I think that writing was my way of kind of being able to like brush the comb through my anxieties and the things that confused me about the world around me because it was all too much for me to handle and by writing about it I was able to like sift through it in my head and make sense of it and make it into a story and make it into something that I felt like I could handle
3: yeah (laughs) I'm not sure if you identify with that at all you know it's interesting it's the same for me but slightly different in the mm-hmm. sense that i think i can be a very desensitized person mm. i can become very detached from my mm. surroundings and so yeah. for me writing is a way to come back in my body and to mm. actually be able to understand what i'm feeling cuz sometimes mm-hmm. i don't even know how i feel until i start to write it down
0: wow that's i'm sure there's so many people who feel that that's that's so real um when did you first start writing poetry?
3: Same as a kid. Um, r- rhyming has always been something I've been really drawn to. Wow. Um, so I I I I'm big on rhyme. Mm. I think when I was 7 my mom got me a rhyming dictionary for Christmas, which I probably yeah. still have. Even years years later, I went to law school and I remember talking to one of my professors the first year saying, Mm -hmm. I think it would be easier for me to write this memoranda if I could do it in rhyme. Mm -hmm. It's like, I think you're in the wrong profession. Mm -hmm. But there's a way of, for me, and I don't know if you feel like this as a songwriter, but there's a way that helps um, that rhyming creates a container in which I can contain my thoughts because Mm -hmm. I know that there's some type of structure or vessel in which the words are going to be contained. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of my growth right now in terms as a writer, as a poet is to not rhyme. And it's been interesting exploring that um, Mm. the freedom and not having to rhyme.
1: Mm,
0: That's very cool. Um, so are you currently working on something along the lines of poetry? Like you said, like are you you're working on your' not rhyming? Like, are you working on a poetry book? Are you working on anything within the poetry sphere of your writing right now?
3: You know, I, i'm I've been taking um a writing class for the past year and a half. Um, it's mm-hmm. really memoir based or nonfiction through Brooklyn Writers' Collective, which has been amazing because cool. it's just accountability. To show yeah. up after this. I'm going to spend two hours doing my homework. Love um, it. <laughs> Love it. um, and yeah, I think I go back and forth between writing more essays, um, mm-hmm. and then writing short, succinct verses yeah. that would maybe, you know, be mm-hmm. categorized as a poem. Um, yeah. oftentimes, a lot of my ideas come just when I'm walking, mm-hmm. um, and so part of my spiritual practice is just taking a walk and then mm-hmm. sitting on a bench and writing and then getting yes. back up and continuing the walk and then sitting on a bench again and writing. So um that's often where my poetry is, is anchored, is in, is in my walks. Beautiful. Yeah. I
0: come up with a lot of lyrics while I'm walking um, and I'll like jot them down. I used to like when I was living in New York, I would walk around with, like a tiny little composition notebook, like those cute little ones. And I would write down lyrics I would think of when I was walking. And now I just use like my notes app on my phone. But I think the notebook actually worked a lot better because I, I lose notes on my phone all the time. Same. But <laughs> I love that. Um, okay. So I want to get back into more of like your own, you know, your your creative things outside of your business. But I do want to ask you a couple of questions about. Farity, yeah. um, the brand, a brand that I'm so passionate about. I've, I've been, I have the honor of modeling for and collaborating with in many ways. And so, you know, the one thing I wanted to ask you about, because I've had the, the honor, the pleasure of being able to walk into multiple stores of yours around the country. I was just at the Nashville store. I've been to the New York ones. I've been to the one here in California. And there is an atmosphere- that is the same at every single store. And that is this atmosphere of like love, community and safety. And I just, I feel like everyone who's there really wants to be there. And there is this atmosphere of love and community oriented, like family oriented um, vibes that I feel in everything that that I have t- that I've been to or touched that is has to do with faerity. And so we have a lot of small business owners who listen to our podcasts and people who have employees and people who um are maybe even they just have one employee like me like I have like an assistant. How do we go about starting that atmosphere of love, community and safety? How do we make sure those that work for us and with us, know that they're appreciated and that they are valued because I just, I really feel like every time I walk into a Farity store, I can tell that every single person there is so grateful to be there. So I'd love to know if you have any tips or tricks on how you make sure those that work with you and for you are happy and feel that they are part of the family.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's so good to hear, number one, that that's been your experience. It really has. Um, (laughs) Like, you know, an owner's dream. And I I am am so in love with our team because it's a really hard job and so many people Mm -hmm. are coming in and out and there's the operational element to running stores. Yeah. So much of it is, um, you know, you talked about values and Mm -hmm. um, it's really about living by your values and then Mm -hmm. finding people who do the same. And I think for us, so much of it is hiring people who who you're aligned with and who have the yeah. same outlook on life. Um, we mm-hmm. have five core values at fairity. It's deliver on promises, spread good vibes, be better together. Um, I'm blanking on the other right now. but it's it's mm-hmm. like they're on everyone's walls, and yeah. um it's not always just, the practical skills. A lot everyone there is really good at their job. And also there's an essence of who they are as a being, Mm -hmm. um, which made us want to bring them on board. And vice versa. That's it's kind of like how you you we find each other.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. And I think that it's it's so it's it is really important to find people that to work with you who align with your values. I know that um for me like whether it comes down to my business manager or my assistant or anyone, I ha- I have very deep conversations with them before I bring them on because I'm like, look, like I am very outspoken. I have very um, strong beliefs um, in terms of I'm amplifying inclusivity and I fight for indigenous rights. I fight for immigrant rights. Are these things that you align with? <laughs> yeah. Like, cause you know, and, and so to segue into, I I wanted to talk about, um, how Faraday col- is now collaborating with some Indigenous designers, uh, one of which we've had on the pod, the amazing Bethany Yellowtail, mm-hmm. and you've also worked with Doug Goodfeather, and, um, you know, that's something that is, is so exciting for um, for me and for other Indigenous people, because we get to see um, folks that we know and love, like Bethany Yellowtail, Um, at like the Venice Beach store of Faraday. And I think that was like an amazing moment for me. And it just felt really exciting. And um, so I would love for you to talk a bit about these collaborations and the company's journey towards working with them.
3: Absolutely. So my background before starting at Faraday was in law and human rights Mm -hmm. um, and, and social justice. And when we started the brand... Um, the first couple of years we were using native quote unquote inspired prints, Mm -hmm. which we've now just can define as appropriated, appropriated prints. And um, there was a deep discomfort in that. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of our work um, starting years ago was instead of using appropriated prints, can we actually just work with Native designers Mm -hmm. and artists in creating prints. I always say, like, saying that something's Native-inspired, you know, so often the fashion Mm -hmm. industry will say, oh, you know, it's it's honoring Native culture. Mm -hmm. But unless you're giving back to the community via Mm -hmm. resources or money or representation, Mm -hmm it's like saying that you're having a birthday party for someone and they are not invited. You're not doing
0: <laughs> wow. any favors. That's, a, that's an amazing visual.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. And so, and I, you know, I think it's really important for for our brand to clarify that the work that we're doing is not just benefiting the native community. Like mm-hmm. we are being benefited by working mm-hmm. with um, people in the Indigenous community who have, Mm -hmm. uh, I think, a much higher um, integration of like collective well-being and Mm -hmm. the importance of community and the importance of storytelling and the importance of um, being caretakers for the land Mm -hmm. in a way that I think um, a lot of non-Native people have been um, disconnected from. Mm -hmm. So it really has been Um, life-giving. I think I'm not going to speak on behalf of Bethany or Doug, but I know that it's it really has been um, life giving for for everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's really amazing, and I think that that to, I resonate so much with the collaborations because I feel that just an, uh, the my favorite way to like walk forward and to move forward is to learn from each other and to collaborate. You know, like it's so easy to, you know say this or that but it's like we we don't learn until we collaborate and i think that the collaboration is like such an incredible like symbol of learning from each other and moving forward with collaboration and i think that it's just like f- what farity has done in moving forward from the prince and moving into working with bethany and doug to me is like just exact i don't know it's just like such an incredible example of what um of really of the change that we need in fashion and beyond, and so I just think it's really it's really incredible to see Farahdi paving that way and like you know really doing that. So I'm a fan of of all involved, and I'm just like so grateful for it and and I'm very very uh, honored that I got to model some of these. I know,
3: no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: humble shout out to me, but. Um, <laughs> And oh, and like also like shout out like check out all of these collaborations on Faraday's website and Bethany's website. Um, and um, okay, and so I also wanted to before we got back into I want I want to talk about self care practices, but before we get into that, I want to hear about. I haven't been able to ask this question to anyone on the podcast yet. So, what is it like being an amazing boss, creative? woman while also balancing your family and getting the family work done and also um, having your business. And what's that like for you and your husband? Um, You know, it's obviously not only about, um, it's not only an issue or a a struggle or a a balancing act for women, obviously, Um, because for me, I'm someone who very much wants to have a family eventually soon and everyone's always like well how will you balance your business and I'm like well let's ask Carrie how does she do it
3: (laughs) oh my gosh um I mean I'm very privileged because I have help so we have a full-time babysitter who my kids are now um Ava's in kindergarten which is so huge but I have a three and a half year old at home who's still in preschool but it's it's real. I mean, childcare is real and Ava can now go to public school, but up until they're born, until they're five years old, you literally, if you are a working mom, you have, it's, it's, you have to, you have to make sacrifices. You either have to stay at home or you have to hire, um, you know, mm-hmm. someone to help babysit and care for your child. Or I think this is where like, you know, they say it takes a village, like mm-hmm. using, you know, my parents come in town a lot. We yeah. go every weekend to the Jersey shore to stay with my mother-in-law. Um, it really does. It really does take a village. Mm-hmm. And I think for women, it's not Creating narratives about any of it. Am I a mm, good yes, mom? No, just, like yeah. I, I, really retired a couple years ago. You know, a lot of times I would, I would get into bed, and I, I've even saved my journals and noticed the language that I would use. Mm-hmm. Was today a good day? Mm-hmm. Did I do the things mm-hmm. I was supposed to do? Did I do my meditation? Mm-hmm. Even with self care, I would say it right. was a good day. Um, yeah, and I'm really uninterested in <laughs> in quant like qualifying yeah how I'm showing up in the world on a day-to-day basis oh, in terms of good yes. or bad. It's just like not interested. you know, I'm a human and I'm messy yeah. and there are days that I feel like I'm conquering the world and there are days when I'm just super exhausted. Yeah. Um but not giving too much meaning to any of those days. Right. Um
0: not like scoring yourself
3: at the not end of every scoring. day. Not yeah, scoring.
0: I do the same thing and it drives me crazy and I actually like I'm glad you brought that up because I literally have had to loosen my self-care regimen cuz I realized I was like holding myself hostage against it. Like if I was like if I don't meditate and do my morning pages and do all these self-care things by the end of the day then I have failed. And it's like, well, it's supposed to make me feel better, not worse about myself. <laughs> right. Um and so I would love if you can give me a couple lightning round self-care practices like your favorites. That you yeah.
3: Know. I mean if I had my ideal day I would mm-hmm. wake up at 7:30 I would meditate I would write in my mm-hmm. journal I would take a walk I would have my yes. bath and then yes. I would I mean that's but this is a joke right? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. This, this is like 2 hours <laughs> of um Two hours of needs that I have that mm-hmm. often can't get met. Um, for me, it's it's less about time spent and just where I can carve in. You know, I think sipping my coffee in bed in the morning by myself sometimes mm-hmm. that is my meditation. Yes. Um, quick journal entry, just getting something on the page. Yeah. Um, I do have right. this ongoing awesome. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um at night before I fall, fall asleep if I have to just check myself on gratitude um sometimes for work I'll take the ferry versus driving with Alex which is like mm-hmm. a 20 minute walk but being on the mm-hmm. water so it's it's cool. finding creative ways of getting my steps in and my outdoor time yeah. um and yeah, some days like Monday through Friday I feel like I haven't actually had any of that time and yeah. I Um, what I'm really trying to focus on as my mantra is presence is not preferential. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll be with my kids and I'll be like, God, Mm -hmm. I really wish I could just take my walk right now so I could Mm -hmm. be present with myself in nature. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, Mm -hmm. actually I can just be present with myself right now with my children. And what I find is I can, I can, become so obsessed with, quote unquote, wanting to take care of myself without realizing mm-hmm. in any given moment, if we are present, yeah. we um, are in a state of okayness. So mm-hmm. parenting in particular has been a huge um, like spiritual practice for me. Like mm-hmm. I am so obsessed with my children, but mothering to me is r- really a grind. They're like, mm-hmm. "We're hungry." I'm like, "I just fed you four hours ago." are like, "We have so many needs." Wow. <laughs> um, wow. And I'm obsessed with my kids, but the act of, you know, the act of motherhood for me is this is my mindfulness practice. Yeah. Um, playing Legos. It's like okay, yes. find the
0: mindfulness <laughs> in the Legos that's, that's really great advice. Um, I think that I'll do that sometimes where it's like, okay, well, um, I'm just going to do this and then I'll be mindful later. I'll do it later. I'll, I'll be mindful later. I'll, I'll be present later. And it's like, no, like every minute is a good opportunity to be present. Yeah. And so that's, that's great advice. And okay. So a couple, two last questions and then our, our, our last question. So three questions. Um, can you name a couple creative folks who are inspiring you right now?
3: Oh wow. Um, <laughs>
0: to put you on the spot.
3: You know I'm utterly obsessed right now with Brandy Carlisle. I just Did you not, read her book? I have not read her book. I need to I get don't. her book. I just you stalk her, her on Instagram it. and listen to her music. Yes, I need to do that. Um, I it's so hard just to I mean, I am obsessed with your music, Ray. I listen Aww. to Rebel Soul all the time. sweet. <laughs> Um, I'm really fed, really, and really nourished by so many different artists, whether mm-hmm. it's musicians or visual artists or designers. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't even necessarily like name a couple. I just know yeah. during the day, mm-hmm. um, ask accessing that or seeing it or putting on my favorite music as I walk, it mm-hmm. just, like woof. it just feels oh. like nourishment to me.
0: I love it. I love Brandy Carlyle. Her book was amazing. I just finished it. Um, our dog walker, um, she like left it and was like, you must read this. I'm leaving it here because now you have to read it and I will not come back till it's done. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I read it and I'm like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. It was such a beautiful book. Really inspiring. Um, okay. Second to last question. What are two things that are exciting you right now?
3: Two things that are exciting me right now. Fall. I really love change of weather and change of leaves and getting ready to roast my chicken and have, you know, my fire burning. (laughs) Um, So fall, for sure. yes. And, you know, I think being in this writing class is really exciting to me. It just um isn't it fun to have
0: structured learning out of nowhere
3: I feel like I'm even though I'm paying for the class I feel like I'm paying myself to do the work which I love so that feels really nourishing
0: that's awesome I love that I think it's so nice to have a good class especially when you've been when you haven't had a formal uh like a formal education class in a long time I've it was like, it'd been like a decade for me. And then I started a class last year and I was like, this is fun. Homework. I can do this. (laughs) I love that. Okay. So Carrie, it's been like an honor to have you on the podcast. And there's just so many golden nuggets of wisdom and self-care, wisdom all kinds of wisdom that you've given us today so thank you so much for gracing the podcast with all of your amazingness and the last question we always ask everyone on the pod is in one sentence what does it mean to you to create well
3: it creating well to me means being honest um and telling my truth that's that's what it means
0: Uh. I love that. That's beautiful. Radical honesty, everyone. I love it. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Carrie. This has been amazing. And I can't wait to see you soon in person. Same. Same. And um, yeah, grateful for you. And we'll see
3: you next time. Awesome. Thanks, Ray Ray.
2: And now for the Create Well Challenge of the Week. Create World well, Challenge is one that we had during our first season, which is take 20 minutes and go for a walk without your phone. Um, as we talk about presence, this is a really good practice. It's a really good practice for me. So join us this week in leaving your home without your phone. Don't get lost, though. Don't get lost. Carry a knife. Just kidding. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> and this week's featured song is Collecting Dust by
0: Sarah Weddle.